If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Happy Monday. I hope you had an awesome weekend and you had an awesome week. Today, I'm going to be talking about small habits, little things you can do each day, why that's important for achieving what you want in life. And I'm going to be reviewing Atomic Habits by James Clear and also talking about what I learned from this book. But just before I get into that, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. I pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples living and working on the land today. So want to give a quick uh, shout out to Ben. Ben uh, bought me four cups of coffee this week. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted me to say your whole name because you did kind of do it as a private um donations. So I thought I would keep your last name. I know who you are (laughs) and I thought I would keep your last name uh, confidential. But if you want me to give you a proper shout out, just let me know. Uh, Thank you so much. Like those kinds of like buy me a few cups of coffee basically like helps pay for the hosting of this podcast show. It it basically means that I'm not out of pocket making the show. Um, So I really, really appreciate it. Uh, So you can do this sort of thing as like a one-off. You can just buy me a cup of coffee or a few like Ben did um, as a one-off thing. Uh, Just go to ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress, or you can do what Helene Sarakis does and she actually buys me a cup of coffee every month. Thank you, Helene. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, That kind of stuff, super helpful. Uh, But if you can't afford it, that's okay. Uh, You can listen for free. That's no problems. It's just kind of like if you can't afford it, awesome. If you you listen to this show, you're getting a lot of value out of it. Uh, Really, really appreciate the help. Other things you can do to support the show, and if you're a new listener... (laughs) You're like, well, I don't even know what this show is about. Fair enough. Um, But if you're a regular listener and you want to support this show, um, please leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. Make sure you're subscribed or following. That's not a paid thing. That's free. Uh, It just helps to tell Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stuff that this is a show that's worth listening to. Um, and what else can you do? Share it with a friend. If you know someone who would find this particular episode relevant or an episode that you listened to in the past, send them a message and go, Hey, I think you would find this episode awesome. This is what I liked about it. You know, those kinds of things. So like I said, today we're going to be talking about atomic habits. Uh, there's another book called tiny habits. And from what I've heard, it's kind of similar, Um, I am drinking a beer while I'm talking through this, which is kind of my tradition with book reviews is I tend to have a drink while I'm doing it. Um, So if you're hearing me (laughs) drinking, that's why I'll try to not be too close to the microphone. I did before I started this as I was testing, I tried to talk into the beer and drink the microphone, which I don't think really uh, I would advise to anyone who's thinking about doing podcasting um, because it doesn't really make sense. Um, okay. So I guess probably 
Where I want to start before I like dig into this book is I want to talk about a few myths that are out there when it comes to success. Now, these discussion points, whenever I'm asking questions, so for new listeners who don't know, the way I kind of do this show is basically I do this as sort of like a conversation with you. So I'm asking you questions to think about that you can write down in your journal or on your phone if you like. Um, But if you just want to listen and you don't want to have to pull out a notebook or sit there trying to make notes while you go, you can jump over to my free membership hub on uh, laurenslaboratory.com. So if you go to laurenslaboratory.com and you'll see like membership in the top navigation, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. And you can find out how you can join um, as a free member. And I basically do a post a week about each podcast that I'm doing with some show notes and things like that, that you can access and you can comment and you can share what you thought because that's the whole point for me I want to know like where you guys get to with these questions right for me it feels like a one-way conversation for you it probably feels like a one-way conversation but this is the way that we can have some dialogue so I just kick this off it's I've only got a few people in the membership hub at the moment um, but I'm really really excited about it so the question I'm going to ask you first off is like Who do you think is more likely to succeed? The person who's really smart or the person who's really great at doing the work that needs to get done? So I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. You know, we could have a crazy smart person, like genius level smart, right? They just pick up things really quickly. And you've got someone who would take a while to understand something, but they're just really, they're really prepared to do the work. They know that to get to achieve the things they want to achieve, what they've experienced is they've had to work hard to get it. So the answer in simplest terms is that the person who's the hard worker is more likely to succeed. Um, The reason is, is that even if you're smart, there'll be things that you come across that you can't just do all in one go right? Like you can't just get across it all in one go. They did this study on a bunch of kids where they took like, they they basically said to these kids, like, look, um, you've got to do this task. And it was like a relatively easy task. And then they gave the kids feedback for one one of two things. They either said to the kids, hey, like you did a really great job in this. You must be super smart. You're a super smart person. And then to the other kids, they said, uh, to the other group, they said, nice work. You did a really great job job on this. You must have worked really hard to solve that problem. Then what they did is they got a harder task and they gave the kids these tasks. And what they found is the kids that were told that they were smart were much more likely to give up quickly. They kind of were like, I don't get this. I'm smart and I don't get this. Therefore, I'm not going to be able to get this, right? Because I was relying on my smarts and I'm I can't do this. So I give up. The kids who were told that they worked hard were much more likely to stick at the problem and attempt to solve the problem because they believed that that was what they needed to do. Oh, it's okay. It's a challenge. I need to work hard at this problem to solve it. Uh, If you want to find out more about that study, I'll make sure I put uh, a link to that in today's episode as well. Now, you might be thinking, yeah, cool, but these kids were just told this thing, right? They were told they were smart. They were told they worked hard. What if, you know, they were actually smart enough to do the problem, right? 
Okay, fair enough. But the thing is, is like if you think about the type of work that we need to do to achieve what we want to achieve in life, if you think about the types of things that we want to do to live the life that we want to live, it really comes back down to the things that we can do every day. Now, I'm saying this is someone who has tried to get by on smarts a lot. I am someone who can be pretty lazy because I also learned from a young age that I could get by on my smarts about 80% of the time. So I was homeschooled when I was a kid. Some of you might know that. I was homeschooled and then I went to high school a year young. So I skipped a year essentially, went to school, high school. Uh, so high school in Australia usually starts when you're 12. Um, so it includes middle school for those in um, the US and I think the UK as well. Um, so you start high school in year 12 and then, uh, sorry, <laughs> high school when you're 12 and then, uh, you go right through high school until you obviously you finish at 17, 18. I started at 11 and then I finished school. I actually sat my final exams as I had my 17th birthday. So I was really young when I finished high school as well. So I kind of had been brought up with this, like, wow, Lauren's really smart, right? <laughs> and, um, I kind of learned to get away with that and I was able to get away with that until I was about 13. So when I was in year nine and I started, year nine actually, that was a really boring year. It was probably like year nine was the year where I was like, oh, okay, like maybe I need to study. And year 10 was when I actually learned the study techniques that allowed it, allowed me to uh, succeed at school. So year seven, eight, nine, I did okay. Um, and then year 10, I started to like, I think I topped my English class for an essay I did, which I was super proud of. Um, I started kind of actually doing the work I needed to do and actually learning the content, um, which was kind of probably the first time I really had applied myself other than trying to just study for exams. Then when I went to uni, I kind of went back to relying on my smarts. So I was like, I want, I, there's all these things I want to do because I'm a teenager and I don't really want to work that hard on my co coursework. And I know that I can get distinctions if I just do the bare minimum. And so I did the same thing again. <laughs> and I did, I got by, I like, I finished my degree with a distinction average. And then I, um, you know, I did my honors year. I was like one mark below a first class honors, which is a bit of a bummer because it would have been really nice to get that. But to be honest, I didn't actually work that hard and I kind of crammed a lot of stuff. And that meant that there was a lot of things that I didn't really absorb as well as I could have. But the thing that I learned, the thing that I learned when I was in high school, when I start, my grades started slipping and I started applying myself was to start looking at I knew I knew how to do the stuff that would get me good marks, right? I knew what I needed to do. I just a lot of the time decided to go the easier route, right? And my husband talks about this like with because he studied medicine. He's like someone had told him like you just need to eat your pancakes, right? Like if you have one pa pancake in the morning, that's easy enough. You can eat a pancake. If you have two pancakes, you can eat two pancakes. If you have three, yeah, sure. But four, five, six, ten, it starts to get really hard to eat ten pancakes 
in a day, right? Or like, you know, as, as you get more pancakes. And it's the same with study. It's the same with work. It's the same with anything that we want to achieve. If we expect ourselves to just be able to cram something in, then when we're kind of missing the point. And this is something that I've, I think Atomic Habits really, really helped me understand more about this because what I was doing, especially as an entrepreneur, was I was like, oh, cool. I can see the vision. I can see where I want to get to with this. I'm just going to do all of this in the next 14 hours, right? I'm going to like build the whole membership site in 14 hours. I'm going to build my whole, like build out my whole uh, website, uh, like my other website. I'm going to do um, whatever it was, right? It'd be like, cool, new shiny thing. I'm going to do all this whole course that I just signed up for in like a day, you know? Um, and that's trying to eat all the pancakes in one go, essentially. So it doesn't really work. It's definitely not sustainable. And we often miss out on the really simple but important things that we need to be doing. But it's not just entrepreneurship. This is for anything, right? This could be if you're trying to get fit. This could be if you're trying to stop smoking. This could be if you're like I did. (laughs) This could be if you want to change your diet. This could be, and like I kind of mentioned last week, this could be if you want to make the world a better place. Doing the little things like taking a keep cup to your cafe every day when you get a coffee, these things add up to big things, but they start off small. And this is why I'm guessing from my understanding of what James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, he calls it Atomic Habits, right? They're tiny habits, they're small habits, but they add up to big things. They make up everything that we want to achieve. And Oh, the whole title, sorry, of the book is Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits. So the reason I started blathering on about school and all that kind of stuff is that if you're like me, which I know probably a lot of people listening to this are, if you've kind of been like someone who's gotten by or even excelled in comparison to other people by doing not very much, we get into really bad habits. Like we've, we've basically built our success to a certain extent off bad habits because the school system and the university system allows us to, right? And so does a lot of work cultures. You can actually get by. We're almost like encouraged to kind of just like, I mean, one thing that I found was I wanted to race so far ahead in subjects. I was so like, I was like, I want to learn. I want to go, like, I want to do the new thing, right? I wanted to race so far ahead that I actually started feeling really frustrated. And then I started not caring because it was like, what's the point? Like, what's the point in like diving into this when I'm not being recognized for it? You know, like, why would I bother going home and like reading up on something I want to read up on if it doesn't count towards my grades? Like I, I started looking at like, where's the external recognition? And then how do I get that reward? And then I'll just do that. Oh, it doesn't actually take that much for me to get by. Okay, great. It's actually a really I, like looking back for me, I'm like, that wasn't a great attitude to have. And it certainly didn't help me build the habits that I now need to do the things that I really want to do to make an impact where I really want to make an impact. And I think this is really good for us to be talking about before we close off our discussion on 
the icky guy. So we'll be doing part four next week where we start to talk about monetization of everything we've been discussing. So one of the things that James Clear starts off his book talking about is he starts talking about how our habits are what shape our identity and vice versa, right? Our identity shapes our habits. And I think this is a really interesting concept given everything I was just saying, because when we identify as the smart person who gets by on not, you know, smart and lazy kind of thing, uh, we're kind of almost like that for better or worse, right? It's like what happens is, is our behavior changes. And I would say most of the time it's for the worst. Sometimes it can be a good thing. Like I'm really glad that I don't have to put heaps of effort into things. Like a lot of content that I want to learn, I can just learn it quickly. I can get across things quickly. That's amazing. That's awesome. It means that I can like do in an hour what it takes some people to do in half a day. But at the same time, a lot of the other stuff, like I was saying, is for worse because I'm like, oh, I don't have to work hard (laughs) on my bad days. I don't have to work hard because I'm smart. So I should just be successful anyway. And I'm sharing this and I'm making myself sound like a bit of an ass because I think that it's important for us to take an honest look at ourselves, right? Like have a think about for you, how do you identify with hard work? Is that something that you sit there and go like, yeah, I'm a hard worker? Um, Or is it something that you're kind of more like, no, I, I don't have to work hard. I know the fast way around this. I know how to cut corners. I know how to be strategic. Like some people have said to me like, Lauren, it just sounds like you're being strategic, but I'm like, but that's not how I identify it. So is it like, should I be using gentler language? Should I be kind of like, okay, I'm being strategic with my time and not everything needs to be done hundred percent. Maybe that's more, you know, more of the, the issue, but here's the other thing, right? Is like, there's lots of things that we do, uh, when we're running a business that are kind of boring. And if we kind of believe that an entrepreneur or a business owner does all the glitzy, glamorous stuff, right? It's they're the person that kind of is always forward looking and out there and trying new things. Then we might be missing a trick because actually good businesses are often built on some really fundamental, boring, everyday processes, protocols, and those kinds of things, right? And so if we've got this mismatch between how we think, I mean, I've seen it a lot. I've seen, especially people who are like kind of new to the business world, they get really into like, I'm going to wear the suit and I'm going to like, um, women's suit or men's suit. I'm not saying it has to be a guy, but it's sort of like, there's this, I'm going to wear these clothes and I'm going to look a certain way and I'm going to talk a certain way. But if they've got like an unhealthy idea of what an entrepreneur is, like the hustle, right? Like, oh, an entrepreneur is hustling, working 14 hours a day, blah, 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 blah. Then that's something that could be really problematic when it actually comes to building those habits that you need to succeed. The other thing is, is if we're someone who's actually got a lot of those great habits, but we don't see that as like entrepreneurial 
then we might sort of be thinking, oh, no, I have to be someone who stays in this job. I don't really like it, but I'm a process person. I'm a process person. I need structure and entrepreneurs aren't like that. So therefore, I can't go out on my own. And that might be a case of kind of going, actually, maybe using a word like entrepreneur or business founder, if you're thinking of starting something new, maybe you need to claim that. Because the thing is, is you can succeed whether you're someone who's process driven or you're someone who's more like sales, outwardly focused, visionary, right? It's just about recognizing where your strengths, where your strengths are and how to play to them and who can help you fill in the gaps, which is kind of part of what we've been talking about with the Ikigai, right? Or the other thing could be, it could be something that like is part of what you're doing. So maybe you're a marketer and you're like, I'm a marketer and you identify that with that but you don't identify with being a writer, but you're actually a great writer or you could be a great writer. You've got the strengths to be a great writer, but you're not doing the daily habits. So for instance, a lot of, if you look at like the best writers out there, they'll talk about like they write every day, non-negotiable. They write every day. They sit down at their desk and they write. Whether they have something to write or not, they sit down and they write. And it's this, they've got these sort of daily rituals and daily habits that they've built around this identity of being a writer, right? But if you're sitting there going, well, I'm a marketer, I'm not a writer, even though writing might be where you are able to benefit the company you work with the most or excel the most as a freelancer, if you're kind of like, oh, no, I'm a marketer, marketers do these things, then that's not really going to work for you. As in it's, well, it is going to work for you, but you're not going to necessarily achieve or realize your potential in that area because you're kind of like not allowing yourself to claim that identity. Um, so I think it's a super interesting point and I think it's really important for us to think about like if we want to be that person, if we're kind of aspiring to be that a certain type of person, then we need to think about the habits that go with that, right? Like what do the best people in the world do? Not what is the myth that's out there because there's a lot of myths and like, you know, a lot of stories that are told about how people do things. And I think sometimes even people themselves don't realize how they've achieved what they've achieved. But if you look at like what is the stuff that I have to do daily, what are the habits, what are the daily habits that's going to be the stuff that you're like that actually gives you more of a roadmap because I think what we tend to do and definitely what I do is I look so far into the future and I start mapping out like milestones that are like months in advance and I don't break things down for myself it's weird because I do this for other people like I can do it really easily for other people but when it comes to myself I kind of go oh there's the milestone over there three months away I can probably do that in a night you know and I, I did this with exams too I was like Oh, I've got that. I remember I had an exam first semester of uni. I had this exam and it was about, um, it was chemistry. It was higher chemistry. I chose to do, stupidly chose to do the advanced chemistry class. And it was actually really hard. And I missed a couple of lectures, which I did for pretty much every subject, um, either because I was working or I wanted to sleep. (laughs) And uh, a few days before the exam, I was like, oh my God, I do not understand this course at all. Uh, And I, you know, I kind of basically crammed for it massively. I think I had three days or something 
and I passed. I got 59%. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. But there was no reason that I couldn't have done way better in that subject other than me just not doing, doing the work, right? And the other thing is I think like – so there's something really interesting about hard work. Um, I think that – you can also do hard work that's completely not strategic and then that's not going to make a difference. And that's why I'm saying like you need to understand which habits are effective, right? So it's like say you're like I want to get in shape, right? I want to get super toned. I want to like, you know, strengthen my muscles. I want to feel good in in my body. I want to, you know, get fit. Right, and that can mean lots of different things for lots of different people. But whatever your version is, say you've got like someone on your wall that you want to look like, you're like, oh, yeah, like I want to look like that person who's like really nice toned arms and like flat stomach and blah, 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 right? And you're looking at this person and then you're like, oh, I heard from a friend that like in order to like look like that person on my wall, I need to eat bacon every day. (laughs) let's just say or I just need to eat meat like I know that's the thing at the moment the carnivore diet I just I just need to eat meat like constantly like no vegetables no rice no whatever I'm not um, advising this by the way (laughs) I'm just saying this is what some people think right like they go I heard about this fad I need to do that in order to look like the person on my wall that's it I don't have to exercise I don't have to anything I just need to eat meat eggs and do that for the rest of my life and I'm going to look like that person Now, the problem is, is those things don't necessarily match up. Are you looking at the person that you're looking at? Are you going like, one, is that something that's achievable for me in with my natural capabilities, right? Like, and this is actually something that James Clear talks about later in the book. I'll pull up the chapter name for you. I think it's towards the end. Uh, Hang on. It's called... Uh, it's when he's talking through advanced tactics. So how to go from being merely good to being truly great. And he talks about the truth about talent, when genes matter and when they don't. So the thing is, right, is you might be like, yeah, I want to look at that wall. I want to look at that wall. I want to look like the person I pinned up to my wall. But actually I have a completely different body type to them, you know, and me at my fittest and my healthiest, I am going to look more like this other person, Um who, you know, I haven't put on my wall, you know, so there's that. And there's also like, so say you're actually like, no, I do have the body type to achieve what I'm, what I'm trying to achieve here. Then it's also about going, okay, well, 
what about what what are they doing? What habits are they aware of them? And what are they doing? So one of my criticisms for like a lot of courses that are out there is that they don't take these two things into consideration, right? They kind of go, I did this, you can do the same thing that I did. But they don't consider where you've come from, what your current situation is, what your genes are, where your strengths are and your talent and all that kind of stuff. And the other thing is, is they don't talk about like their awareness of how they did that. Because the thing is, is you can weave like so many different stories. Like think about it for yourself, right? If you think about the lot, how did you get to where you are now? If you were going to tell me a story about that or put that into a course, is that going to be biased? Is that going to be based on fact or is it going to be based on what you remember? Like for me, if I tried to put a podcasting course together, I'm like, well, there's a lot of issues with that, right? Because I'm like, one, the way I did it probably wasn't the best way to do it. There's heaps easier ways to do it, but I didn't do that <laughs> and I learn along the way. Two, I have some natural abilities that are from things that, well, I guess, one, I've experienced like skills that I've developed over a long period of time and two, just like what I like to do. Like I'm an extrovert. I can literally talk all day. Like I can. I was just at a conference recently and I was like, I can talk all day. And I can still have time to talk when I go out later. I did sleep for five hours during the day on Sunday when I got home, but I can I can talk a lot. That doesn't mean that's a good thing for a podcast or a bad thing. It just means that like for me, this is like, this is energy giving for me. Like putting this stuff out there, I don't find this draining at all. I'm like, I can keep going. We're 28 minutes in and I've barely scratched the surface of what I wanted to cover. And I'm like, that's cool. Like I can keep talking. By the way, I will try to be like succinct with this. Um, but I'm, I think it's just, it's really important to think about, right? Like, so what are actually the habits? And then, and then what this book is going to help you do is understand how to actually implement them, right? Because the thing is, is we can, if we know the strategy and we know the, what we need to do on a day-to-day basis, awesome. But then how do we actually do it? And I think the thing is, is because there are a lot, there's actually a lot of great content out there. As long as you know how to think critically and sort of separate like the good from the bad and what's bullshit and what isn't, which I know not everyone can do, but also I think it's it's kind of one of those things as well where I'm like, if you're listening to this show, I kind of assume you're a <laughs> critical thinker. <laughs> um But like the thing is, right, is like there is a lot of great stuff out there to try. And one of the things for me is I'm like just experiment, right? Like try something for a few weeks. If it's working, keep doing it. If it's not working, try something else. But then how do you actually start doing it? You know, so say for instance, you're like, cool, like for me in my fitness regime, one thing I want to make sure that I do is that I exercise every day right? Maybe you're mixing it up. Maybe you've got a PT who's helping you with which exercises to do and you've got some really great advice or you're following along with a a really great course. Awesome. How do you actually make sure you do this? And this is one of the biggest problems, right? This is one of the biggest problems out there and why the coaching, you know, industry is booming and all that kind of stuff is because people are like, I need to be held accountable. I need to be held accountable for my habits. But here's the thing, you don't, you can, you can hold yourself accountable as long as you have, 
uh, an understanding of the way to build good habits. And this is what this book, like I said, is going to help you with. So I'm just going to quickly, to finish off, talk you through these sort of primary sections of the book. So first he starts off just talking about why atomic habits matter, why these small changes, why these little things allow you to have a big impact. And then he talks through these sort of like different laws. I always have a bit of an an issue with people talking about laws when they're not actually laws Um, I'm like, is it a scientific law? Probably not. It's science-based and he talks a lot about research, but anyway. So first law is make it obvious. So this is talking about like if you want to change something or you want to stop something, right, you want to stop something, you want to start something, you need to make it really salient. I've talked about salience before in the context of marketing. Salience is about like how do you make sure that it's eye-catching, it gets attention. And that's why we think about it from a marketing perspective, but you've also almost got to market it to yourself. So let's say, for instance, you're kind of like, and this, these, some of these examples will be things used in the book. I can't remember which ones he used for what, but say you're kind of like you want to make sure that you um, – oh, I'm trying to think of an example – like you don't want to forget something, right? Like say you're kind of like, I need to make sure keep cup. Let's use a keep cup example. He didn't he didn't talk about this, but let's say you want to make sure that when you get a coffee, you remember to take your keep cup, right? So what you might do is you might make sure that like next to your keys and your wallet and your phone, you have your keep cup washed and ready to go, Right? So it's really easy for you to go, oh, that's right, I'm going to bring my keep cup. And that will take a little bit of prep. So it might mean that when you're washing your dishes at night, you need to make sure you wash it and put put it there, right? And you sort of like set yourself up for success. Another one, I think he does use this example, is like if you want to exercise, right? And this is something like I did this for COVID last year was like I actually, I said to my husband, I'm like, let's just like change the room, change our living area this was down in Wollongong, so that like there's exercise mats on the floor because I was really bad at doing my stretches for like physio. Um, and James Clear talks about like, you know, exercise, make it obvious to yourself that you, you can do this. Um, so, okay, there's an exercise mat on the floor. I have to do my stretches. That's right. Okay, it's right there. I'm not going to forget it. Um, second law is make it attractive. So how do you make a habit irresistible? And he talks a bit about like how you can kind of like sort of, yeah, like I guess make it appealing, make it like something that your friends and family might help you out with and you get encouragement from. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. It's sort of like you could get something for it, right? Like um, what are you going to gain from doing this thing right and often this is also part of that kind of like make sure you do things uh you know if you make sure that you do things every day it's going to be something that you look forward to if you're benefiting from it so the hardest is at the beginning right when you're kind of not benefiting from it at all um i'm trying i i'm trying to think of an example well one that actually comes to mind for something that i did was you know quitting smoking so one thing I made sure that I 
did to quit smoking was like not have cigarettes around, obviously. Um, That was a big one. But also kind of like starting to make – like have positive associations with not smoking. So rewarding myself for like I got through another day without smoking or like a big one is like being able to check it off. So I actually have the Atomic Habits journal that they've made and you can do like you can create chains, right? So like every day you do something or every day you don't do something, you you kind of cross it off. I learned about this originally from Austin Cleon actually. He talks about it as well. So you make like chains of of the habit and then you don't want to break the habit because you're like oh look I've done all this stuff in a row I don't want to have a space now where I, where I didn't check this off I didn't cross it off right um and yeah I think there's some really really great points that uh James Clear talks about this like how to make a habit irresistible like how to make it something that you're just like I need to do this I want to do this right Um, The third law is make it easy. So if you make it too hard to do something, it's not going to change. So one of the ideas that uh, James Clear talks about is like having like only you only have to do something for two minutes. So instead of it being something where you go, oh, I need to do this for half an hour. It's like just do the first two minutes. So one thing that I do if I'm, you know, trying to get back into the habit of going swimming every day, right, is I make sure that my cosy is really easy to reach. So one thing that I used to do is like my swimming costume was, you know, in a like it wasn't easy to access or sometimes be like, oh, where's my goggles again or where's my swimming cap? And I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to do it, right? But if it's like right there where I literally just pick up my bag and go, then that makes it super easy. But the other thing I do is like if I'm feeling like not swimming, I just go, I'm just going to put my swimsuit on. I don't have to go, but I'll just put my swimsuit on. And once I put my swimsuit on, I guess it's probably part of that identity thing too, but I'm kind of like, oh, well, I'm in my swimsuit. I may as well just go for a swim. Like I did the hardest part, but it only takes me two minutes to do that. So, yeah, he said that's actually one of the chapters called How to Stop Procrastinating by Using the Two-Minute Rule. So there's just lots of useful stuff in here. And then the fourth law is make it satisfying. So this is about, it's sort of, again, a bit about what I was talking about, sticking to the habits every day. And he, he also talks about like making sure that like if you, if you skip a day, sometimes you have to skip a day, right? Like sometimes things come up or, you know, like you've got an unusual day, that's fine. But how do you make sure that you then get back into things the day, the day after? And one of the things he says is like you can skip a day but you can't skip two. And I found that really helped with like exercise in particular because I was like, oh, okay, I missed it one day. That's all right. I can do it again. Because what we start to do otherwise is we kind of go, oh, I'm not really like, I'm not really someone who, let's say I'm not really an environmentalist. Like I haven't done that great stuff for the environment. Like yesterday, like I, you know, I got takeaway. I used a bunch of plastic. I drove for five hours, used all this petrol I, you know, didn't have my keep cup. I haven't got a compost. Like you can get really down on yourself real quick about like, I'm not, I'm not really an environment. I'm not really a writer. I haven't posted a blog for like blog post for like a month. You know, I'm not really an entrepreneur. I haven't made a sale yet. But if you kind of think about it the opposite way and go, and one of the things um, James talks about in this book as well is like, James, we're on first time, <laughs> first name, <laughs> first name. Oh, whatever. Anyway, you guys know what I mean. Um, 
one of the things he talks about as well is like every time you do something, it's a vote for who you want to become, right? Like it's sort of a vote for that new identity that you're trying to create. And so instead of going like, I didn't do this and I didn't do this and I didn't do this, being able to go, oh, well, I missed it today. That's okay. Straight back on the horse the next day, right? And so it's it's just kind of giving yourself like the grace period to go, you don't have to do this perfectly, right? But you need to do this. So then we're not kind of having this identity crisis if one day we have a bit of a, oh, okay, I ate a bunch of junk food and, you know, I'm not exercising and I'm such a slob because I watch five hours of TV, you know, I'm not saying you are, by the way, if you do that. I'm just saying this is the kind of stuff that goes on in our heads, right? So um, they're the four laws um, and I think like, you know, that like there's so much more in this but when it comes to the career and business stuff, I actually think this is super useful and there's an appendix at the back of the book that's specifically about business. I think the biggest thing is understanding that you don't build a business overnight. You don't build a successful career overnight. You don't get to where you want to be overnight. You get there through doing these small things every day, but it doesn't need to be a big amount of stuff, right? At the moment, I'm studying counseling and I go through periods where I'm like, oh, I just haven't got done anything because I'm like, oh, well, I've moved house. And like, I. once I get out of the habit, it's actually really hard to start. But if I just go, oh, I'm going to do an hour a day, it's heaps easier to, and I'm like, oh, that's right. I really enjoy this. And it's just the first two couple of minutes, two minutes, three minutes where I'm like, I've got to pull my folder out. I've got to find out where I was up to. But if I just take that as a given, okay, all I'm going to do is pull this out, make sure that I get know where I'm up to, and then I get started, it's actually a lot easier. We have not gone into like, there's so much more in this book. There's so much more worth understanding and you need to read the book to really get everything out of it especially around that making it attractive thing I feel like I didn't do that as much justice as um as I would like I have the audiobook version otherwise I would have just like flipped through it to find where I was up to actually audiobooks are an example of something that I started doing because I wasn't in the habit of reading and I was like I'm just going to make this easier if I just have audiobooks, that's a lot easier for me because I can listen to them while I'm cooking dinner. I've read way more books this year just by changing the way I do something. So I think like the strategy comes into it, the talent comes into it. Working hard matters, but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be 14 hours a day, right? It might be like say you are thinking I want to start my own business in a year. Every day, if you can do 30 to 60 minutes of activities that are going to help you achieve that, you're going to be in a much better position than a lot of people are who think I'm going to start a business in a year and then just start it in a year, right? Like if you go, whether it's that you're doing a course, whether it's that you're reading books, whatever it is, have a look at like there's lots of blog posts out there. I mean, I've written a couple about like what I wish I knew when I started a business, right? Like have a look at what are people saying? Like what are some of those habits? What are the things I need to be doing? And then what's going to be my daily activity to get it done? What's the daily thing I need to do? What's the weekly things I need to do? Um, 
it's something that these are things that I wish I realized a lot earlier because for me I'm like yeah I can see the I've got to get to here in six months but how do I break that into a daily habit without trying to just burn myself and do it all in one go right now having said all of that one thing that still is quite useful that I don't want to get this confused with is that it can be really really useful to look at ways to batch things together so let's say for instance you're like every day I need to reach out to five new people right say for sales you're like I need to reach out to five new people every day if you're like I'm going to reach out to one person then I'm going to check my email then I'm going to go and record a video then I'm going to go back and send another message that's a really unproductive way to get stuff done right? So the daily habit could be like spend 30 minutes reaching out to five people, right? So it's really specific. I'm going to spend 30 minutes reaching out to five people every day. Where if it's kind of like spread, you might start to notice that it becomes really hard because you're trying to juggle it all day. You can't tick it off your list. Same with email. Like I see people who have their email. I used to do it too. They have their emails open all day. Oh, because I've got to respond to email. But actually the thing is, is if you don't respond within five minutes, someone has a problem with it, they've got the problem, not you. If someone needs a quick response, you could even have on your um, email, like um, I check my emails at these times. If you need a response from me sooner, please send me a text or give me a call right? Whatever you prefer. I don't like people calling me. I'd rather them send me a text. I have a voicemail on my phone that says, Hey, like, look, I don't listen to my voicemail messages. Um, if you need to get in touch with me, please send me a text if it's urgent or email me at this email address. And that's it. Um, I, I don't give, I don't say like, leave me a message and I'll call you back. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to. So I don't listen. It's literally a waste of my time. I, I'm not going to do it. Um, because I'm like, I don't I, I would much rather have the understanding of what's going on by having it written down in an email than trying to understand like if some because a lot of people when they leave a voice message they'll just say something like, Hey, it's blah blah, give me a call back when you can. Right? And I'm like, I don't know what it's about. I don't know what you want from me. I don't know how long it's gonna take. And it breaks up my flow. So same with email. What you can do is basically check it like once in the morning, once before lunch, once when you get back from lunch and once at the end of the day, right? So you check your emails four times a day. And during those times, you go through, you bang through the emails, write down anything on your list that you need to write down. And then you can be really, really um, productive with your time. Productivity is probably an episode I need to do uh, at some point in the future because I have lots of tips like that. But Just understand that like when you're building, when you're looking at habits, depending on what you're trying to do, it can be useful to still put things together or it can be useful to spread things out. So say for instance, you're like, I want to do 20 push-ups five times a day. You might be like, every time I go to the bathroom, I do 20 push-ups before I go to the bathroom, right? So that is spread out because you wouldn't want to do a hundred push-ups all in one go because you probably couldn't, right? Um, those kinds of things. So there's so many great tips in here. Um, yeah, I think there's nothing nothing else for me to say <laughs> um, about it except for read it. It's awesome. Um, 
And next week we're going to be wrapping up, like I said before, the Ikigai series that we've been working through. Um, hope you found today's episode helpful. Let me know what you thought. You can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at, at I'm at LaurenCress89 or head to LinkedIn, send me a message, uh, whatever you want to do. You can send me a, a, a message when uh, you're on Kofi as well, if you like. Um, but I will be back next week. And until next time, remember that stepping into your power will make the world a better place. Cheers, guys. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means six flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99.